So today we have with us a beautiful, beautiful guest um, known on Instagram as the Shadow Priestess. Um, welcome, Kayla. Thank you so much for having me. So grateful to be here. Oh, I'm so grateful you're here because I just think that um, you're just beautiful and incredible and you have so much light and shadow to illuminate and shine. Like it's a both <laughs> two. <laughs> I love it. So take a minute, introduce yourself to us, please. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So my name is uh, Kayla Pedazzi of Paradise and I am a shadow integration guide and my entire philosophy and my mission really is to help all of us develop such deep empathetic entanglements and connections to the components of ourselves that we either disconnected from, don't know, or have never brought awareness towards. So I'm really all about bringing all of those dark, murky, deep, dark places within our soul that we are so fearful to hold space for, to acknowledge, or to go into, and to really amalgamize them and bring them forth into the present to allow people to fully expand and illuminate who they're really meant to be here. So really, like we talked about that tying in the light and the dark, and really help people kind of dance with those dualities within themselves and do so in a way that's very combination of integrative medicine and energy work, nutrition, and really allowing uh, the people that I get to cross paths with to really be authentic and true to themselves and not allow the preconceived pain or trauma that may have experienced to hold them back from doing that. Mm, that was it's really, so, really fun. It's a really um, powerful thing to look at all parts of yourself, parts of yourself that you've rejected for so long, or have just like being purely ter- terrified of, um, that it's really powerful to accept love and integrate. Oh, it's so powerful to accept that it is. And you're right. It's, it's, we're not taught from, you know, a young age to start holding, you know, space for those components of ourselves. We're told to deviate away from them, to move away from them, to push them away, right. To not acknowledge them. And it's that disconnection that, you know, pushing it away that creates that resistance, which, you know, prolongs into more problems for us, but it's true. It's like almost we're as a society, we're in this place now where I feel like we're deconditioning something that we've been so conditioned to believe in order to allow us to get to the spaciousness within ourselves and yeah holding space for those icky components they don't feel good but they're so important no no even just like a big part of as well shadow work as well I think and correct me if you have a different opinion I love to be challenged there's no issue with that yes (laughs) um no but like one of the big things as well I think is as you're saying like creating a spaciousness for ourselves is to do it on so many different levels which seems really complex but I don't know about you but when I was going through my dark night of soul or when I was really doing shadow work it's not just about like my emotions and having to confront trauma and pain and the ways that I was angry at myself or allowing myself to be in positions where I wasn't you know where I was hurt or in a bad space, et cetera. But it's also about like accepting the body feeling and, and, and acknowledging the body. Cause I feel like our body is something, especially as women, we're so taught to just completely reject. Does that make sense? Oh, it makes hundred percent sense. I mean, I think you tied it in beautifully. It's we are in an emotional experience as an embodied, you know, in an embodied vessel. And so that interconnectedness, it's, it's so important because our emotional experiences, um, to kind of dive into that a little bit deeper, like when we have an emotion or when we go through an emotional experience, our emotion goes through this chain of experience. And that emotion, when it goes through our body and interacts with us, it has an experience in itself. And at times that emotion can get a, a form of destruction. So what we would you know, consider something as simple as you know, being told you're not good enough when you're little or something as big as you know, being called out on stage for something that you're not good for. So these, these destructions in our emotions 
they when they go through our body they they can get lodged actually within the muscle of the fascia if they can't go through their complete experience and over time because our body and our minds are so interconnected to try to help us they will actually subconsciously disconnect from the part of the body that that part of the emotion or experience is trapped within so that's where you know we can prolong into disease and disconnection so i think you hit the nail on the head with like not just looking at shadow work from like a lens of doing journaling or you know, going to these deep spaces, but really feeling into the body and feeling what that feels like and how that shows up for us and those subtleties and communication. No, a hundred percent. I feel like even when you like, as someone who obviously sees and feels and knows energy, and this is not a rare thing, like we all can do that. It's just about, you know, really opening our mind and our soul to that. But um, I really fight against the notion that like, yes, we're spiritual beings have it like put in bodies and having this human experience but we're also having a human experience and so when you put your hands on your body and you feel into certain spaces whether that be you know especially for women the uterus is a really big thing or the sacral chakra the crown the third eye the body and and the soul will work together to give you um kind of what's going on there you know all right well what's happening here what's what's disrupting this space in my body and when we bring that and acknowledge that and and hold that I feel like it can be really really personally I felt can be very very powerful you know oh my gosh yes so powerful that's body work right that mind mind body connection creates that communication and you know you, you tied on it beautifully as you know as women especially with our you know, our bodies, you know, we're constantly being told to, you know, adjust them to, you know, yeah. you know, position ourselves in a certain way. And we're, we're kind of always concretely creating a bit of resistance with our bodies all the time, just from what we're being told to do. So it's even more important that we really fall into that space in the womb uh, space that you talked about too, like so connected to emotion and expression and sexual and creative energy and stuff. And, and that has been and power. power. Exactly. Yeah, we'll talk about like the and as like a as a feminine energy that has been so you know pushed down pushed down for centuries I feel like as a collective and you know you went through this too recently like purging from that space and Mm. really creating that communication again yeah no 100% I feel like as well um there's just this like desire especially as the feminine energy to really reclaim that power but it's just like this incredibly like difficult journey because I feel like in the first time of collective consciousness and collective memory, and I'm not talking about individuals because we're all different. We all have different journeys and we all have different senses of power that were given to us as children and different senses of power that were given to us in our families as well with that like ancestral lineage. But I feel like the feminines really, I don't like to say struggling because I don't think it's a struggle. I think it's just finding the way to really reclaim that power because it's just, Feminine energy is so powerful. And I think that it's been so underestimated because male energy has dominated for so long, but it's, it's really powerful to go into that space and kind of connect with it. (laughs) It's a weird one. Oh, it is. It is. Well, and I I think it, I think it really ties beautifully into that like dancing duality that we talked about in the beginning, you know, like that understanding of like really embracing that feminine aspect within ourselves and then allowing the, you know, that masculine energy within all of us to like hold space for that. And I think exactly. like as we're navigating those, like those little steps as we go, you know, you talk about the feminine energy, we, it is uncomfortable for us. Cause I feel like we're, we're kind of like going through this dance of trying to find a way of doing so that's not masculine force, like not so like, yes, boom, 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 you know, like soft and sensual and powerful still like the feminine energy, but 
I think that that's really where this like navigation and, and these, you know, tiptoeing effects kind of come into play because we, we, we're not comfortable. We're trying to go about it in a way that's very masculine and energy dominant, but we're still very much trying to be embodied in the feminine. And that's not always the most comfortable way to go about doing things. No, hundred percent. Yeah. And you're a hundred percent right. Because I kind of feel like, and this is like totally my opinion, no one has to agree. No one has to have an issue, but I feel like sometimes when people go like, I'm a boss bitch, I'm like, yes, you are. You totally are. You're that bitch. But I feel like that's sometimes coming at feminine energy from a masculine lens and kind of mm-hmm. forcing yourself into that way. And maybe that's just the way it is for me. Cause I think that I very much, and I've been like grown up in an environment that was very much women having to embody the masculine energy to survive. Like it's not a bad thing. It was just the way that things had to be in order to make things to continue to kind of go and move along and move, move in the right direction. But for me, when I, I feel like when I take on that energy, I'm not really honoring my feminine energy in its softness and in its power for softness and love and creativity, rather coming at it from a masculine lens, if that makes sense. It makes 100% sense. That, that was the whole first year of me running my business. It was navigating the, you know, the, the want and desire to like show up online all the time and to really be, you know, outward flowing of my energy all the time. But in doing so, you know, and not allowing that rest, that spaciousness, I wasn't holding space for those shadows, for those, you need that space, that, that stillness in order for those answers to kind of come through. And that's where I think like being able to kind of dance on that, those dualities within you is so important. But I agree with you 100%. I think that that, I find even for myself, the, you know, we're kind of on this rampage, like, you know, boss babe empire and, you know, kind of like being this like six figure multi earner coach. And I think it's so beautiful, but if yeah. you can do it from a space of ease mm-hmm. and of, you know, embodied grounded state, it's going to be so much more fulfilling for us. I think really as just leaders in this field and that's, mm-hmm. that's shadow work in itself, right? Really just like really fight, finding out for yourself, like with internally, like what energy centric you find you're most dominant and operating with whether it's the masculine or the feminine and how can you bridge in the other yeah more just to bring them into presently to, yeah to exactly. balance yeah it's not about going into one or the other massively it's about that balance yeah exactly that cohesion between the two yeah and it's beautiful when they work together like because as you said before which was so beautifully said and it's what I always say is the masculine provides the space for the feminine and the feminine does provide the space for the masculine it's just about allowing those two things to work in cohesion rather than to butt heads <laughs> exactly if we tie into um kind of looking at it from the lens of like you know from feminism because it's on such a rampant rise it's not that you know for fem- feminism that we're looking to be above you know, the masculine or above any of those things is that we're just simply looking to have a voice and have that equality. And I, I was saying that I think it ties in beautifully with shadow work and really understanding ourselves because masculine energy is so much more, you know, outward flowing, fast moving and stuff. And, you and know, that can be powerful society. too. Yeah. yeah. And so that's- powerful and so yeah. needed. Yeah. So needed. But there's also, as you said, I feel, and I, and, you know, I think that all I keep seeing on Instagram recently is people talking about burnout and how they're burnt out and how they're, you know, exhausted and tired. And I feel like that's when we're not necessarily addressing our burnout or when we're allowing ourselves to burn out, it's because we're going really into that masculine, which is really powerful and awesome. But we also need to bring it up and back it up with that feminine energy to give us the space to rest, to replenish, to go kind of inwards and do what we need to in a space that makes us feel really, as you said, embodied and grounded. Exactly. Embodied and grounded. Yeah. yeah and the, the, uh, with burnout too, um, so many of us, 
you know, are living chronically in this state of, of stress and chronic stress and we aren't familiarized with it, like our endocrine system is just constantly stressed out. And I, I totally feel that we really, um, we really, we have to shift the way that we operate in order for our bodies to be able to, you know, create that cohesion. And I think that that's like where embodied shadow integration goes to that next step. It's really looking at like, how can you create that language of love between your emotions, between your experiences, between your journey in the body and, you know, in cohesion with spirit to really allow you to fully expand Yeah, and really understand. Yeah, that's beautiful. So how do you, or how did you really start working with that body? Like, cause I did read a little bit about mm-hmm. you and that your experience with your body was a very big part of your kind of awakening and journey. It's a beautiful question. And yeah, I definitely, I'll get a little vulnerable with you guys here. So <laughs> I, uh, my whole, my whole uh, journey actually started due to a disconnection that I had within my body. So I, you know, developed a severe eating disorder. And I know that this will resonate to many who are probably listening because it's very common. Um, but as an adolescent, I developed an eating disorder and that eating disorder had stemmed from many different factors as a highly sensitive human being. I wasn't taught how to emotionally regulate my emotions, how to be at peace with you know the things I was seeing the things I was feeling you know and and as you know I know that you um when I was younger just you know seeing spirits and you know feeling energy and just like always being hyper aware but never taught how to do um to really you know do well with the energy that I was processing and so I developed an eating disorder and so that's kind of where all my my journey began it was really just kind of tiptoeing from you know my early teen phases into learning the language of how could i be more connected to my body and then realize that you know my connection to my body on an integrative level had so many different pillars that were you know feeding into it it was my emotional well-being it was my mindset it was my connection to practice you know to daily practice it was my connection to all of these different facets and so Today, kind of getting into the past that I am, it's been kind of a combination of, you know, being someone who has went through these experiences myself, many years of disconnection, moving into a space of becoming a child and youth counselor. So really deciding to take that to the next level and supporting children and helping them dealing with their pain and trauma so that they wouldn't, you know, hopefully have to go through the same thing that I did. And then you know, that moved into becoming an integrative medicine health coach, because I was like, all right, I've mastered the emotions, I've mastered, you know, the understanding, how can I look at the biological functioning of a, of a human being and how we operate. Um, so once I finished graduating last year in June, it, you know, it was really just a deep message from spirit through, you know, many, many, many dreams and insights to amalgamize and kind of, you know, create cohesion with all that I've learned and create a method of, of shadow work called embodied shadow integration, which is a kind of a combination of somatic healing and counseling and coaching and, you know, quantum work to look at, you know, healing from pain and trauma through a very different lens than we've been taught in our normal, you know, westernized society and really look at it from a embodied first approach versus an exterior problem to have to deal with. Yeah. Does that kind of summarize everything? Yeah, that's incredible. There's so much there. I'm like, I know. It's like, where do we go with this? (laughs) Where do I go from here? No, that's incredible. With so you work because I always come at it from a very energy based uh, perspective purely because I work more within the light realms, energy realms. So that's kind of where I've come from. But as I've um, 
you know, gone on my journey, especially through a dark night, um, which I'm not going to lie, is horrendous. I can't sit here and say it was like some beautiful experience. It was horrible. I hated it, but I really needed it. Like it needed to happen, but I'm not going to lie. I sit here and say it was lovely because that would be a total lie and I'm not here to lie. But one of the things that I really fell back on was, you know, breath work and working with the, like with the body. Cause when I do my energy work, it's about bringing light in to kind of remove the, shall I say programs that sit in, in, in my energy field and are influencing me because I feel that yeah. it's like karma. It's like, if you get rid of it all, if you get rid of, you know, what you're working on a spiritual level, suddenly it becomes about this life rather than having to deal with like the baggage of like so much because we're just these like ever expansive, amazing beings. And we've had so many lives on so many different planets. We have so many lives in different realms and some lives we've been like blissed out in spirit, just chilling in the light. Other lives, you know, we've all been every sort of person. And so I'm always coming at it from that perspective of like, if we work at the energy and clear, then it trickles down. That makes the actual body work and the, the, the other work kind of easier. And so listening to you talk about like breath work and, and somatic work, that's really, it's fascinating because I feel like you have done so much work with your body and like, you know, working through that and working with the body, but also the emotions. Sorry, that was a long, oh, yeah. that was a long tangent. No, it was so <laughs> I don't know if it meant anything. Such a good, it, me, it meant everything and it made so much sense because, yeah, I, I think you summarized it beautifully. It was through that disconnection I had with my body that led me into emotional mastery, right? It led me into this space of dropping in first. And, and I think you summed it up beautifully with, uh, you know, t- talking about, you know, eating disorders you know, impacting, there's really, it, it just comes down to control, right? It all comes down to this lack of control that we as individuals feel in our lives and how we choose to take control back, take our power back. And for me, it was through something that I could control, you know, the consumption of because I felt so out of control in every other area, in my emotional understanding, in my, you know, who I was as an individual. And, you, you know, you talked about those different lives. I agree with you completely because I think shadow work really at its core is being able to understand that you have so many different classes that coexist with you in the present right now. Ancestral, you know, wisdom, you have, you know, you know, pain from, you know, yesterday, you have things that you might not even be aware of. So understanding that like all coexist in the present and different things can be played upon and brought forward, depending on what your intention is, is a really powerful thing. And I think that's where we can really tie in that energy, you know, like the, the fields of work that you do working in that light realm in with the body they're really interconnected too, definitely. A hundred percent. I, I, yeah, the body is so important as well because like so many people ask me like, how do I get in touch with my intuition? I was like, your intuition is as much in your body as it exists within your soul because, you know, your soul like exists in both spaces. It exists outside of your body. Like it's like over here, it's over there because it's everywhere and that, but it's also inside of you. And so when you feel that gut feeling it, it is actually a gut feeling it's not you know I I think the body is such a powerful indication even um mm-hmm. in terms of are you aligned with like who you are and, and what you want to be you know when you just don't feel right when you feel that sense of like even you know they say like you can feel like when someone's watching you your body is not necessarily seeing that it's your soul like connecting with your body it's your energy going something ain't right here. I got to be like, I have to know, I have to understand. Oh, exactly. Oh, it is. 
Well, and it's and it's the it's that uh, it's that egoic part of our mind. It's that like component that we have that's passed down ancestral that you know defines who we are, how we show up, what we want to be defined by, and that that cohesion and coherence with the heart, and that like understanding, like you said, that body, like that intuitive feeling, because the mind will always tell you what it feels you need, and the heart will always tell you exactly what you do need. And when you can kind of understand and kind of create that cohesion between like the mind and the heart the language is really always so pure and full of truth because it, it doesn't your mind will always deviate and try to keep you safe based on what it already knows you've been through yeah. and the heart will consciously choose to put you in positions that i know will, will expand for you regardless of the emotional understanding that you might have towards it so yeah i think that it ties in beautifully with what you were saying yeah and i love how you use as well to go off of that, I love how you were, use the word integration because when I first kind of learned about shadow work, I kind of called it shadow work. And even though it is shadow work and there's nothing wrong with that, it gives this idea that it's like work and that it's hard and that there's like this pain and it's like, you know, a big lot of stuff. And I'm not going to stop using that word, but it's just something, <laughs> you know, to consider. But when I really started doing, you know, and looking at my shadows, what I understood is that it was actually about integrating it with love in, into me and seeing myself as this multidimensional, multifaceted being. And if you're wanting to tap into, you know, all of these different realms of consciousness, whether that be the different dimensions, you, you can mirror that journey by starting to really integrate all the different multifaceted, all the different dimensions, realities, everything that's going on within you within your emotional field within your body like for instance I always talk about the ice queen when I was a bit younger not that much younger I um was doing some work with a fantastic healer a friend of mine actually um well, she's become a friend and she was like you're really protecting yourself aren't you and I was like oh hell yeah I am I am I know I don't mm -hmm. like it but I'm doing it and I realized that what my emotional another facet of myself that I had really created because of trauma and because of fear of being traumatized or re-traumatized or having, you know, emotional pain was the ice queen who every time someone would come and try and like, you know, like someone new or something new or a new opportunity would come into my life, some sort of change, suddenly the ice queen was out being like, not like just blocking it off. And it wasn't a conscious thing. It was just my, my emotions and my mind trying to protect me by going, not nah, it's new could, and I don't go to the automatically. It could be amazing. I went to the automatically. It could be horrible. And it's just about really addressing <laughs> that different, that different um, aspect of myself, that different facet of myself. Yeah. I feel that so much. I feel that too. I, I really do. And I think it's, yeah, like it's that, it's like that shield, right? Almost like that, like little force field that you create around yourself, the ice queen, like it's, it's so hard too, I think, and I know that you'll resonate with this too, like when you're a highly sensitive person, you're someone who just really feels things so embodied and deeply, it, it can be quite a process really figuring out how to navigate those and how to not like, to have those components of needing that safety and those shields, but allowing yourself still to unravel even when it doesn't feel safe even when those shields and the ice hasn't fully melted, you know, like how can you allow that spaciousness? And I think like when you talk about the integration component, it talks about that beautifully because it's not a race, it's not a, a sprint, it's a, an increment, you know, it's like going step by step. There's um, a beautiful, I forget the the quote in, in Frozen 2, actually now that we're on the Frozen kick there, but there's <laughs> a song, there's a, a, I know, you need to watch Frozen I know, 2, it's so fantastic. I, just, I didn't, yeah, no. 
there's there's actually a, a song in in frozen 2 and it's um anna she you know she talks about just like putting one foot in front of the other and it's so beautiful because i think it really summarizes um you know what we as a society have to remind ourselves are when we're approaching shadow work is that we you know follow follow the triggers you know follow the points that are creating the most um you know friction in your life or the things that are showing the most pain and start there first but doing so by just allowing yourself to be open and to really sit in those spaces without judgment without trying to understand and just allowing yourself to be in that first in the body and then the answers usually do come they really do yeah they they definitely do and i think as well um and I think you'll agree with this is that we see like shadow work as this like hard thing, but when you kind of learn to appreciate and sit with the shadows, all of this light really, really is able to flood in because I, I love the word transmutation and I use that a lot mm. when I'm talking about shadow transmutation because once I learned to really love my shadows, suddenly they don't, they're not shadows anymore. They're just, you know, a part of me, a fear that I've released, you know, they're a triumph and turning that fear yeah. and being like, this just shows you how sensitive you are and how you do have this magical ability to see and create and just like really learning to like embrace, which but I'm trying to. No, but it's, no, it's, it's beautiful. No, it's beautiful. It, it reminds me of a quote, actually, a famous quote. Um, our shadows only exist when our backs to the light, yeah. right? Our shadows yeah. can only exist in the light. The light's showing to us, the shadow exists behind us. So it is, mm-hmm. it ties in perfectly with that. And it's always the, the wound that provide the wisdom The you know, it's when we allow ourselves to go into those spaciousness of resistance, it's on the other side of that, that's just love. Criticizing, it connects us, right? It connects us. It's through, it's through our pain that we're interconnected, right? It's, it's, it's the isolation that we have from our pain that we feel like we're solo and we're suffering alone, right? When we really just kind of like hold space and understand that like, even though we're all having different experiences and they show up in different ways at our core, we're all being affected by this experience. And like you said, the more that we as leaders can, you know, find these layers in ourselves, these parts that don't feel good, these ickiness, the better that we can understand when we're in session, when we're in space with someone like, okay, this is, that, that is from me. That is, that is something that is being triggered within myself. This is not from this individual who's in front of me, the better that we can really hold space for people. And I find like just being a, a shadow integration guide, it's, I, I love my clients and my individuals who cross my scope who trigger me. I love them so much because I'm like, mm, okay, you're coming in right now. We're going to do this, you know, because it allows, it gives me the invitation to open myself up to that, that divine message within that trigger. And it allows the other individual to, you know, to really allow me to be vulnerable and to be honest that like, listen, I'm a human being. I'm helping support you go through this, but I'm also going through this myself. And it's, it really is a quite a humbling, beautiful process. You can never, shadow work will make you humble. Let's just say that. That should be a, a hashtag. Shadow work will make you humble. True. Well, they, they always say like true masters are always students and that's how they maintain mastery, masterfulness, right? It's, it's really just allowing yourself to kind of like always ebb and flow. And I catch myself in that space too, you know, like even, even, you know, you know, being a new coach in this industry and, you know, when you start to have a little bit of success, you start to get this kind of like, okay, people are looking at me, you know, people are looking what I post. Like, and I put up this bikini pic, I'll know I'll get a little bit more like today. You know, you, you, you're kind of always dancing with that. And I think it's really beautiful because it, it reminds me just of how raw and authentic and, and wild this experience can be and how just as much as we are co-creating with spirit, we are human and really just like allowing that 
that language between the two and alchemy, right? That alchemy that, you know, you talked about alchemy, like we really are the alchemists of our existence and we really have this potency and and power to to create and to, to dive into spaces that we never thought would be imaginable for ourselves if we give ourselves the opportunity to do so. And I always remind people that you will never be presented with something you can't deal with. That's not how this works. You know, things will show up for you at the moment that you're meant to hold space for them. And it's only the resistance that you have towards not wanting to allow yourself to be in that moment that can create the pain. Yeah, exactly. That was beautifully, beautifully put. So you talked a little bit around alchemy. There's many different kind of definitions of alchemy, but I tend to um, go towards, I think, the the viewpoint that you're coming from. So correct me if this is not your viewpoint, but obviously there's alchemy in terms of co-creating with the universe, being able to make, you know, manifest your life law of attraction. But I also come at it from the angle of like your emotions and um, transmuting them to empower you, you know, the the Mm -hmm. things. And I'm kind of seeing that that's where you come from as well. The exact same lens I come from. Yeah, it's the exact same lens I come from. It was the whole reason I actually created like anchored alchemy. It's it's we we have choice over what we allow ourselves to anchor into in life, and that transmutation that you you know like the the core philosophy of alchemy, like the if you look at it from like the quantum physics lens, it's the transmutation of changing like a form of metal into gold, so changing some you know some murky substance into like the substance of gold. So it's you know if we look at it in like the lens of shadow work or you know co-creating with the universe, it's taking those like icky you know maybe not the most fun feeling emotions and really being able to hold space for them not attached to them but to bear witness to them and allow them to have that cathartic experience that they're intended to offer us to allow our our body our experience to kind of be in co-creation with them and then transmuting that awareness towards a desired space we want to be whether it's a goal or it's a intention we want to set but yeah I feel you the transmutation it's that's the one that's the key piece that we forget right we we have this knowledge we understand why we feel what we feel we kind of know how to get there but until we like synergize the two and really take that action and really co-create with that um with that experience that's when the transmutation takes place and, and it's 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 an amazing process and i feel like once you and i think this goes back to that mirror reflection because everything is a mirror damn like is everything a mirror everything I love it. But um, I feel like when you come to a space of emotional alchemy, and I'm not talking about the mastery of emotional alchemy, I'm talking about just coming to that space of recognizing, and as you said, creating a space to understand that suddenly um, changing your life outside of you know, your emotions changing, making situations becomes easier because as you do that internal work of understanding that you have power here, because if you have power of yourself, essentially you create power, you know, you, you create a sense of empowerment. Um, it really opens up the field, so to speak, for the co-creation that you can do with the universe over your life. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Emotional alchemy is really like fluidity and movement of the body. It's allowing that fluidity, like really, really moving emotions through the body and allowing that fluidity without resistance, really. Like it, that's definitely where like the connected piece comes in. And I think it's, um, it's such a powerful thing to be aware of your emotions. It really is. And I think right now with our society, with what we're being presented with, 
how we, you know, really take our power back and how we reclaim our dignity and our joy is being aware of how we direct our emotions based on the circumstances that we're being presented with right now. Really, you know, we can look at it from a lens of, you know, of grim, of dark, of, of whatever's being taught, you know, proposed to us, or we can look at it from a lens of, you know, this is what I'm being presented with. This is the experience that's being shown up for me. And how can I become the alchemist in this experience to turn something that could be detrimental and really dark into the most powerful and potent time of my life? And I think it's uh, so important as a collective right now that we take shadow work into our own hands by really allowing ourselves to understand how we, you know, coexist and create and conscientiously move forward in the present with what's being presented with and how we choose to emotionally respond and really recognize that like at the end of the day our control and how we bring joy and bring you know happiness through our body through our minds through that fluidity of really understanding that we're in co-creation with all around us it really can help you become that that alchemist that full embodied alchemist of your experience so i wanted to ask another question how does spirit coming in into because i i keep hearing you mentioning spirit so i know mm. that this is a part of your process but like how does uh spirit source the other realms really feature in in this work that you do oh it's so uh i love what you're tying this in so this is this is the this is so funny because this is this is the side for me that and this is my experience and i'll and i'll say that right from the beginning like my experience um so being someone who holds space and works with people who are going through a lot of pain, I can sometimes find myself in these spaces where I'm, I am surrounded a lot by, by darkness. So for me, it's, it's really important when, when we're doing this work, when we're holding that spaciousness, that we continue to strengthen what I call like the pillar of light. So the, the beacon within us, the you know full, authentic kind of like pillar of like our authentic spirit that we're very connected to it as we're going through this process because what can happen is this pain is addictive darkness is addictive our our biological chemistry of how our mind works how our body interacts how our experiences are we are addicted to it it it, it, it hits receptors in our brain that you know give us immediate gratification it's very addictive so if we're not being conscientious of strengthening our, our connection to to spirit, to, to God, to the universe, whatever, whatever formality that you utilize that resonates most for you. It's, it's very important that we do that because it allows us to, when we're in these spaces to have, have enough, you know, support and, and, you know, kind of that untangible hug to be in these spaces and be in a, a very safe space to surrender where our body doesn't feel like it needs to be tense where our emotions don't feel like they need to protect us where our ego doesn't feel like it has to stand up it's almost like spirit can almost be the masculine energy in some formalities of shadow work it can be that glove yeah, you know that, it can be that, 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 that yeah. exactly that space that box where you can sit with it and, and you know that you can go into exactly yeah, that's beautiful exactly that's a really beautifully yeah that's beautiful I never that's how it's like always that. felt for me yeah, because, you know, I, I find that, like, you know, I, I was someone who was very addicted to my pain. I, I lived in my pain and my my shadows for years. I was very defined by them. And I didn't want to acknowledge the light because I was so comfortable with being, you know, seen as the foster kid, seen as, you know, the drug addict, seen as all of these facets that I wore so, so well when I was living embodied in my shadows. But to be fearless and to be a love warrior and to be a true alchemist is is that duality, right? That recognition of light in the dark and yeah, sitting on top of them, yeah, sitting on top of them exactly. 
and acknowledging yeah. them both. I always say that I'm like, you know, you have the light and the dark and you learn from both. You learn from your challenges. You learn also from your joys. And then it's about like sitting on top and being able to recognize them both, like being able to see the power in them working together in them separately and to um, in, set, in a sense really have them integrated within you so that they neither terrifies you because I think that the, the light can terrify people as much as the dark. I mean, that's why people oh, have yeah. fear of success, right? Exactly. Sitting over both and being the observer of it. No, and I, I, it, yeah, and you're right. Light can be scary. Hell yeah, it can be. Oh, for sure. Because it's, it's light, light that like, it's, it's the, the dark feminine, the shadow, that's the inverted energy. It's the furrow, it's the dark, it's the subconscious and work. It's the light that like <laughs> expands out. And I use sound effects here. Nobody can see my hand. <laughs> I and love it. Sound effects on that. <laughs> but it's, that, it's that, uh, that expansion, right? It's that expansion. So yeah, it is fine that. And I find that um, the beauty of being able to be an observer of both is that you begin to realize that neither of them hold a lot of validity. Like when you're, you know, when you're feeling, when like your pain is really bad, you're feeling really dark. Sometimes you can get so attached to that, that it becomes everything. Like I'm having an awful day. Is it an awful day or is it an awful moment? So when you're in cohesion with that light and dark aspect within yourself, those, those severities, those moments of like, where we would go through a lot of turmoil in our emotional experience, they're not as impactful and as detrimental to us long-term. It's, it's all about starting to acknowledge the attachments that we give to certain things in our life. And maybe you have no attachments, maybe something bad happened, you had no, and you just really want to move on and move to the light. That's the beauty of diversity. We all have different experiences. We all have, and it's not something that should disempower us. It's something as a collective that should totally empower us. Cause you know, if you need help, there's always maybe someone different who you can find to help you. But I, I think acknowledging yeah, the attachments we have around certain things is really um, important part of any journey, not even just shadow work, any journey in life. Oh, it is. It, well, attachments, everything, right. It's, it's, it's what creates density, you know, like we're not, we're, 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 you know, we're constantly in this phase of death and rebirth. Our very cells are constantly in this static phase of death and rebirth. So try to, to try to attach to something and think that something's going to be concrete forever. Just is not realistic for you in this experience. And it's not realistic for anybody to try to attain to that. So when you can be gentle and just like recognize that, like, you know, you're going to be going through so many different experiences. You're going to come to awareness of things within yourself as you continue to self-discover that like, don't feel good, might not feel familiar, but it's all part of the process. And you know, those like little micro steps that we take, it, it will get you there and, and absorbing, you know, of course, like the, the mass at the end, like the, you know, the mastery is to absorb the shadow. And, and I think, you know, even as a master, we are going through those ebbs and flows of falling into masterfulness and falling out of it again. And then that's this, you know, it's, so it's just this constant process. And with shadow work, the, if there was one little like gold nugget or little tidbit that I can be for people who are listening, it's, you know, that one thing that's like in your heart, that thing that, you know, you needed to do forever, that thing that you've like been putting off, you know, we talked about procrastination, that thing like in your heart that, you know, you need to do that person, you know, you need to have that conversation with that active self-forgiveness that you need to do. That's the first place to start. Like we always subconsciously have an understanding of like the areas in our life that aren't, that don't feel good. You know? So when you're really wanting to start shadow work, my, my biggest suggestion is to allow yourself to go into those spaces with curiosity and openness and to allow yourself to just bear witness to what comes forward and to not attach to it as much as you can. And when you do, 
just being aware you and when you do it's beautiful because then you have the awareness now that you have attached to it so you're much more equipped to not do it next time mm-hmm. so it's just this constant uh, process I think to me I feel like shadow work should be like a mandatory course right from like <laughs> elementary school all the way up you know I feel like this should just be something that like we're giving these little bibles you know just to how to, yeah. to do this stuff because man we need it yeah and we all do it I mean do I will I ever do, do trigonometry again I highly doubt it, but I will definitely need to, you know, go on a journey with myself. Yeah. That's where the, the connectedness comes in. And compassion is such a, such a undervalued medicine, but so important in the journey of, of you know, holding space for your shadows because you have to be so compassionate to yourself, you know, we come to these awarenesses of the way we've been being, you know, the way we might have you know, showed up in our lives up until this point that, you know, is no longer in alignment with us. There has to be this like level of self-love combined with self-discipline and really just like understand that like you're human and you're going to go through so many layers and you're going to come awareness towards layers that you don't like. And you're probably going to do that throughout the rest of your life, but just like honor what's showing up in the present and move forward with that with strength. Yeah. That's, that's beautifully put, beautifully, beautifully put. Okay, so you've recently put out a new offering into the world, which is really exciting, called Anchored Alchemy. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so this is uh, this is my baby. I've been working on it for about three and a half years, collectively, like between trainings and stuff. But essentially what Anchored Alchemy is, is really it's a program that's designed to help you become the alchemist of your existence. And it does it through a process of walking you through the four systems. So the body of matter. So working on the physical body, the body of ego. So really recognizing the emotional and mental capacity that we have within ourselves towards our human experience and our understanding of that, the body of energy. So understanding, you know, how our energetic well-being is fragmentation, energy, leak, soul retrieval, things like that. And then moving into the body of consciousness, which is, the final pillar, which is that connection to spirit. And so I walk uh, women through this journey. I, I call it a journey. It's not a container. It's, it's more of an experience to hold space and acknowledge parts of ourselves that we have never really done before. So there's components of online working curriculum that go um, through and, and women will go through, you know, learning educational components as well as doing exercises. And then I have um, eight facilitators that are actually with the program too. So each uh, pillar has a facilitator that's designated uh, master within that field. So I have everything from, you know, quantum healing to energy work to breath work to all of those different facets to really allow the experience to touch on so many different layers, to touch on somatic healing, to touch on the emotional well-being, to touch on the energetic state. Um, and yeah, it's been a really, really beautiful process. So I've, I've combined it all together into this one space. Um, it's a program, a group program that runs with eight women. As of right now, that's how many women we have involved. And it's the first time I've been running it. So it's been a really beautiful process to kind of go through it as a student with the, the women who are involved and really find the medicine. But it's really, um, I seek to reinvent the way that we as a society deal with pain and trauma, moving beyond the scope of just talk therapy and bringing it into an embodied experience. And I'm really excited to see the to see the impact that will make. It's just beginning, so it's super exciting to see where this will transpire. Yeah. But I do, you know, hope to eventually turn it into a program that'll hopefully be implemented in schooling systems and yes. um, lots of different facilities and stuff. So I feel like it's we need this. 
Yeah, no, we do. And um, that's all about that divine feminine rising, you know, the the care and the love and the nurturing, mm. and the going inside and doing that sort of work. It's very poignant and important at a time like this, like the energy that's kind of sitting over our society right now. That sounds amazing. And I will put all of Kayla's details down below. So you can definitely go and um, find that and learn more about her. So where can we find you on Instagram? I'm assuming. Yeah. Yeah. You can find me. uh, So the shadow priestess is my name kind of on every platform. I've been kind of giving it a go at TikTok. So you can see my comical side coming out through there. I've been trying my best. It's so funny. My acting skills are awful, but you'll, you'll see who I am as an individual. Um, Instagram, Facebook as well, but my main platform typically is Instagram. That's where I do most of my posting. So if you're on there, definitely check me out. Yeah. And um, as as I said, I'll put all of those details down below. And I just really want to thank you for being here today. I so appreciate your time and for you sharing so vulnerably and beautifully. And so articulately, thank you so, so much for being here. I really, really appreciate you. Oh, thank you so much for having me. This has been a beautiful experience. And thank you for all of you who are listening to. It's wonderful to be in this space and your energy.